life. Hello and welcome to the Thursday show. Do not adjust your set. You didn't miss it. We're actually recording this on Wednesday. I apologize to everybody that normally comes and watches it live with us. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Literally the first time I've done the Thursday show on Thursday, by the way. <laughs> first time. It's always been a Friday. Uh, Dustin Hinshaw. We had to do it for you this time, Adam. Just just, just once, once. Just once you had to do it on Thanks. Thursday here for you. Thank you, boys. Appreciate <laughs> it. There we go. It's not bad. One out of, uh, what are we on? 78? 70. Oh, jeez. Oh, 77? Yeah. I haven't updated the thing. It's 78 this week. 78? Oh, oh, 70. oh, oh, look at that. I almost nailed it. That's, you know, anyway. Miles, like this distance of miles and apparently episode numbers. You just, you just know Instinctual that numbers just come Instinctual, to me sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, hey. But we are going to be changing up the format just a little bit, not changing days. This is a, an oddity, so thanks for bearing with us again. It means a whole lot, and we we love being with there, there with y'all talking and chatting and stuff. But this one, we got travel to dodge. We got Adam mm-hmm. going to tournaments. Uh, we got the Las Vegas Open coming up. It is just a hectic time, but you know the 40K train don't stop, and we're here to bring it to you. Uh, thanks for catching us on the tubes after the fact. Woo-woo. Absolutely, my gents. Like we said last week, we've got three amazingly gigantic capstone events to national uh, tournament seasons in the next three weeks. Last week was Nottingham capstoning the UKTC season. This week is Uprising in Adelaide in Australia capstoning the Australian season. Next week, we know the big daddy LVO10 capstoning the world's season. So we'll be doing, we did coverage just of Nottingham last week. It's just Uprising this week and next week will be just the LVO. We do have have a couple of shout outs though, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, these honorable mentions for these events and look we, we folks send us events all the time and keep them coming you know we, mm. we can only cover so much but where we can uh we will give shout outs to events and this is no exception here I want to call a show shout out where joe is going to be uh war games live going to be at the war room game store grand tournament in las vegas probably doing a lot of lvo prep actually that's what mm-hmm. it says five round lvo prep uh yeah, got war one- games live you haven't already Got one absolute contender at the LVO in uh, attendance. I saw Ben Zurich is attending that one, having won SoCal this year with Orcs. Ooh. Interested to see if he does play Orcs, what flavor and what that looks like running to the LVO. Trying to, I know Orcs have a bad time trying to negotiate the T-Sun's flamers, so I'm interested to see if he's got any spicy tech in there to make that matchup a bit more palatable. Just don't hey, take anything that, uh, you know, you, other than Mega Knobs. Other than Just Mega Knobs. <laughs> just, just bang. <laughs> you, hey, that's going to make a tender there, so if you want to see the list... Maybe he'll be on stream. You got to maybe see how he plays it. But then he's right. he knows what he's doing, so he'll tail trick you anyway. <laughs> uh, another shout I want to do is the Toronto Winter Open. That is an Ontario, Canada, fifty-five player, five-round event. Uh, we do have some stats from this event, and uh, thankfully sent in to us by the organizers. We love it when that happens too. Sometimes, it's like if you give, hey, we have an event coming up. Here's all the stats already for you. That makes our life easier. So sometimes that makes it on the show. Absolutely. And so this is full arcs of Omen uh, in effect and all the points in the balance slate as lovingly told us by Dustin and the TO themselves. The faction podium, what is it? It's crazy. It's Custodes, Chaos Space Marines, and Necrons. That's, so, that's our Toronto matter right now. <laughs> crazy that Necron still made the podium, and even wilder that Custodes are just sitting in pole position. That's I, that's phenomenal. Look, you're hearing it here first before any other shows and anything else. That we have a glimpse into the future. Custodes, be prepared. If you have the Golden mm-hmm. Boys on yep. the shelf, they might be making an appearance again. Well, this trend may continue as we get into our 250-player slobber knocker later. But there's one more mm-hmm. event shout-out, I think. Uh, yeah, we got the Italian Masters in Presaro, Italy, five-player invitational event. Each player submits two lists and can only use each list twice uh, with the new Arcs of Omentech in full effect here as well. Yeah, Marines and Votan have featured heavily in the lists that people are taking. It's really, it's really wild. So you got you get four games, yeah, and you got you got two lists. So you can play each game. You got to look at your opponent, what they could possibly pick, what you could possibly pick. I don't quite know how it works, but I'm assuming you see what the two that they could pick. You see the two that you could pick, and you put one up face down, and you both flip together and off to the races. A lot of Votan, some GSC, but a huge amount of Space Marines. Hmm. I, I like this. This uh, when I see tournaments like this, this speaks to me of a very mature meta. Of folks that you know really would like to kind of have more fun with their game, more different, try different things or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to to do a weekend of this, the something kind of uh, off the beaten path. Well, exactly. I mean, this is actually a really good way to test two lists at once if you're not sure which one you want to mm-hmm. kind of lean towards in the, the new meta. So this is a good way to try them both out at the same tournament, right? You might not have time yeah. for games during the week. 
In addition, uh, they've flown in the the judge himself, Neil Kerr of the WTC, to keep everything on the straight and narrow. So it should be a really good event. Just going to mention that front of the show, Neil Kerr, uh, going to be there judging. Uh, also judges for the WTC and other things. Not- very notable. Amazing, Jen. But it's time to get to the meat and potatoes, boys. What are we doing? All right, we're going to be covering the uprising. Yeah, uprising from Adelaide, South Australia. Um, sources say that is actually in Australia. London adjacent, once again. Yeah. There's two things. that, Like a pigeon, Paul always knows his distance from London. <laughs> <laughs> 240 and... players, eight rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this so so eight rounds. Unlike unlike um all the, the many uh, UKTC um, frontline gaming events, everyone in attendance plays all eight rounds. It is a true gauntlet. And funnily enough, because at LVO, yeah, the people who play the most 40k are the people who end up on the top table because everyone else tears down as they as they get knocked out. At Uprising, you have to run the gauntlet, butter, butter up, run the gauntlet again. It usually. When when you go to Uprising or CanCon as it was before, you play three to four people of comparable skill um, to yourself during that event. We call it running the gauntlet, the back end of the tournament, and it's really really cool. The winner usually has beaten like three or four at least of the best players in the country to win this event, so it's always a great one. That's awesome. I actually do love it uh, getting all those games in too because look, I mean, again, we we talk about this all the time. One of the reasons to come to these things in general is to maybe that's the most games you're going to get that quarter or you know, the month or even the year or whatever, enjoy it, you know, take, take your time. Yeah, and, uh, if the wind path is built into it as well, you know, to speak mm-hmm. to the culture of the event. Yeah, for sure. Let's have a look at the quick and dirty stats in here for the Imperial Super Faction. There are seven Sister Battle, 19 Custodes. That's right, 19 Custodes, as Adam was saying earlier. Seven Admag, 13 Astro Militarum, nine Grey Knights, 12 Imperial Knights. Space Marine Super Faction, there's five Dark Angels, five Space Wolves, eight Blood Angels, three Ultramarines, two Salamanders, two White Scars, one Imperial Fist, nine Iron Hands, two Death Watch. Chaos Superfaction, there's 7,000 Suns, 4 Death Guard, 9 Demons, and 13 Renegade Knights actually eking out the Imperial Knights mm-hmm. in this one. Mm-hmm. Heretic Astartes, there are 4 Emperor's Children, 1 Knight Lord, 7 Black Legion, 1 Creation of Bile, 1 Iron Warrior, and 1 Alpha Legion. Xenos, there's 11 Necrons, 11 Orcs, 12 Tau, 8 Votan. Hive Mind, there's 9 Tyranids, and 6 Gene Sealer Cult. Love to see that. Adari, <laughs> there's 3 Drukari, 5 Harlequins, and 13 Asuriani, and then 1 Yunari, meaning the faction podium is 19 Custodes, topping it all off here as well. Mm-hmm. Then second is Chaos Space Marines, specifically Her- Heretic Astartes. And then Renegade Knights and Guard and Asuriani tied for third with 13. And then not far behind there is Imperial Knights and Tau at 12. And then one more behind that is Necrons and Orcs at 11. Wow, this is a beautiful spread. spread. <laughs> beautiful spread. Thank you very much, Australia. Well, we're at the forefront of the beautiful spread for 2023. That's the way I want to see it. Like butter on a bagel. You know? uh, well, hopefully we have a, a custodies list to run down sometime later on in the show. Because I'm curious about people that are taking. Yeah, no that, that's that a travel-friendly army right there. Yeah, there's it's, no way that Adam would have done this without having at least one custodes list on there. It's no buck way. wild what people are taking for custodies. It is, it is it's, a, it's a little bit all over the place, but I don't think any of it's bad. Like there's a couple, there's a couple lists from some good players playing just oops all Sagittarum, and I'm like, well, that's just good. And then we have a list <laughs> uh, further down here from the reigning, defending Liam Hackett, former 2022 champion, um, playing custodies, and we'll get to that. I think it's the last Ooh. list we're going to cover, but. Dude, it is. This is an interesting meta because this essentially is the window into the future, right? Unlike Nottingham, unlike LVO, this is the this is the new meta. And I've got to say, I think that it's being spread in a lot of different directions. Asuria, the Suriani numbers is the is the one that's really astounding to me. I expected there to be a wave of custodies. I didn't expect them to be this many. I thought maybe would have been not unsurprised to see them make third place on the podium. But Asuriani's in third place, and custodies are in first, and it's kind of crazy. Well, what have the Asuriani taken? I mean, didn't like uh, like Sweeping Hawks take a little bit of a, a nudge? That's pretty much the only thing they haven't said, that I haven't seen. The Sweeping Hawks have been removed. The Dire Avengers are back. The Shuriken bikes are back. Like it, I've seen spamming Vipers. One of the better players from WTC this year, Simon Gojkovich, is playing Sim- Sam Hine. So he's just full max speed, three into Shining Spears, MSU Vipers. Like it's 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 wild. That is also wild. And with the removal of Armor of Contempt, all their guns are just good again. It's amazing. 
That's actually crazy too. I've I've been curious of why people have been using Samhan lately because I feel like they actually have some play into the current meta with Eldari. So I'm glad to see somebody's doing it then. Me too. Uh, very. So one thing that I'd like to note: there's seven Admech players, probably the most in the world, and there's what was there eight Votan, eight Votan players. So like two, the one of the newest factions and one of the most sparsely populated factions, both getting decent numbers here. I expect the Votan players to be rocking up with like bandages on one side because one of their kidneys is obviously gone for them to afford the Australian prices for that army. So should be very interesting. It'll hop like up 16 players have contributed to the having, you know, eight Votan <laughs> armies there. Is what yeah, they've done, so. exactly right. But yeah, a very, like we've got good numbers for everything. There's good GSC numbers as well. Like it is really quite nice, quite a lovely spread. Um, good job, Australia. It, it, I mean, let me ask Dustin this question though, is do you believe the Gene Sealer cults, actually get better or are people just uh kind of appreciating a new way maybe a new meta then maybe they'll just try them out no they absolutely got better with the arc development stuff like they uh all the free equipment they're gonna they, they got it's kind of evens out the way they were before but they hit harder for almost the same amount of points and they can fit more troops without sacrificing cp and they love their troops does like, the ability to, to like get, put, put things in reserve or maybe take allies is that open I up don't, any doors for you uh, the, that doesn't do anything for us because we already could uh, naturally deep strike our entire army and ally wise we can't bring force of the high mind anymore and uh they, they guard our decent allies but as far as i know right now we lose crossfire and that's not worth it the blips still the blips. amazing cool people are taking iron hands drop pods again blips solve the yep. problem oh you're gonna get turn one charged by white scars blips problem solved it really makes you not lose turn one against anybody and that is just a great place to be yeah. right now and still be able to do something turn one yourself even on abandoned sanctuaries if you have like with a pre-game move out of a blip that doesn't count as pre-game moves so you can still move on your first turn in the moments and then move again <laughs> dude a gene stealer's got a lot better all the rend one rend two guns you've got just yep. got a lot better there's the a seismic's lot to like. got way better yeah exactly absolutely even, like and weber's actually have a place now that they're free that could with depending on where the meta kind of goes to we'll have to see but a couple weapons mm. in there will actually be helpful to us in mortal wounds we're not having to make you don't get you just don't get saves it's it's nice they they're in a really good spot right now and i think people are realizing it which kind of makes me sad because i like being a silent killer but okay. <laughs> <laughs> your special sauce looking at the um the space marine breakdown as well iron hands well and above uh, with with Blood Angels, yeah. so Blood Angels and Iron Hands, well and above more than everybody else. I would, I, I actually expected to see more of the mid tier Marines, like more of the little bit of everything Marines, the Ultramarines, the Salamanders, um, things of that ilk. Raven Guard but, in there. Yeah, there's no Raven Guard at all. There's one Imperial Fist. God bless you, sir. Um, <laughs> there's two Death Watch. I thought there'd be more Death Watch. I thought there'd be more Ultramarines. I thought there'd be more Sallies, but it, so, it seems like you know Blood Angels, Space Wolves, uh, Dark Angels, and Iron Hands is where the vast majority is. Yeah, I find that Dark Angels and Iron Hands are the biggest winners right now in terms of both yeah. points and just their like secondary points and their and their uh, actual army list points. And then just the way their their army builds now, they just it feels so good for them. Yeah, so absolutely. Good. Sticky objectives a big deal, being able to hold into the doctrines uh, or what's up. Uh, secondaries did change though, and you know. I, We'll talk about that on probably th maybe this show, but also some other shows. But, you know, there are some differences in how people were scoring their points. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's, that's one of the things I'm curious is about how has that affected actual list builds. One last thing I'd like to point out is the Heretic Astadio Superfaction, which I'm going to call a Superfaction now, but whatever. Um, it's been a big fundamental internal shift in there, especially... I think, polarized by the ruling and the way Abaddon works in Arcs of Omen. I think people still want to play their Abbey so much, they're just playing Black Legion now. Black Legion 7 out of the, I think it was 13 or 14 in attendance, half, um, half of all of them are playing uh, Black Legion, give or take. It would have been Emperor's really? Children and Creations of Bile. Um, but now there's only one Creations of Bile, four Emperor's Children, seven Black Legion. So um, people are actually looking at Abaddon saying he's 50 more points and I have to bring Black Legion to the gap. That's fine. I'll still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got, <laughs> we're going to break down one of the lists of a gentleman who is nearly undefeated. I think he's lost one game in his last three events, Dean Sinbeck, uh, who's ranked in the top five in the South Pacific. And he's playing his Black Legion. He's just he's just literally done the minimum um, adjustments to change it with the new points and he's just taking the same thing. Like It's, it's literally the Mike Porter approach. All right. Oh, let's, you, let's you know, listen, I'm curious. I want to know what these lists are. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's this, do it. This this is the future. All right. First and foremost, Mr. Matt Morosoli ranked second in the South Pacific playing at Demons. I, I got to tell you right now, the number one player in the South Pacific right now is Adam Napier, who's the head TO of this event. So he's not playing. 
<laughs> so, yeah. If he was playing, I'm sure he'd play some some BS. He'd probably play guard. Uh, he's playing Chaos of Demons, Mr. Morisol, and he's playing uh, Undivided. Now, I know from straight off the, the top, Matt is not happy to be playing with the new stuff because he's going to LVO to play with the old stuff next week. With, with demons, though. With demons. So he's taken yeah. the closest thing he can play to what he wants to play to LVO whilst being adapting to the new stuff. So keep that in mind when you see this list. Um, he's got, an, uh, of course, everyone's got an Arcs of Omen attachment. So at the top of the Arcs of Omen attachment, I've got assigned which specific compulsories they're taking. And Matt's got, Matt's got the troops. Troops, got it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Bloodthirster. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bloodthirster, Lord of Change, Transweaver, 10 Bloodletters, 2 by 20 Demonettes, 3 Nurglings, 10 Pink Horrors, 2 by 3 Fiends, three, 2 by 5 Flamers, and 3 by 5 Fleshhounds. So a bunch of the multi wounds and a bunch of the troops. And of course, literally, that's why I told you to take it into account because I don't know if you'd be taking any troops with the new stuff. He's taking the troops pretty much because he has to take them for LVO. So he still wants to have the practice with them and not lose But that you don't need memory. to practice playing with demonettes. You know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's fair. You'd like to think so. But this is what he's taken. Oh, I, I, look, number number two player in the in the region, one of the great best players in the world, not going to question his modes or methods or whatever. Uh, I'm just saying, maybe maybe he's trying to limp into this event to, to kind of put people off their game. So. Uh, Maybe. We, Maybe we have so Paul. I don't know how you knew that, but we have this term called the Solly Sally because he will. We call it the the Sally Fourth because he will try. He will pretend he's getting his ass beat for like three turns, and then he'll beat you by ten points. Yeah, I can um, I can spot has, it. I can spot it from a mile away. I see this list. <laughs> dude, happens setup. to me like on the regular. Uh, I'll be I'll be kicking his ass, and then he'll he'll pull out some majestic solely BS, and he'll beat my he'll beat me. And the whole time he's been like, "Oh, I think you've got me, mate. I think I've got me." Ah, solely Sally's fourth, and kicks your ass. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, really good list. I think this is, I think if this is close to what he's taking to LVO, that is a very good list for LVO. As for this one, I still wouldn't be surprised to see him in the top five. Yeah. Uh, next one is the is Josh McMillan, third ranked gent in the South Pacific. So this is a battle Bloody Rose. Now a lot of people do not know, but Bloody Rose is still an active supplement in this game because it came out after the document was finalized. So G W Bloody never... Rose are still good. No one's been playing Adeptus Oritas, but I'm like here to tell you they are still good. Still good. Mm -hmm. So this is another list that Josh has been playing almost all season, and he's made the min adjustments to get it up to uh, Arcs of Omen. He's taken elites as his compulsories. He's got a Canoness, Missionary, Morven Vile, two by five sisters, ten novitiates, two by eight Celestine Sacrosants. So the Storm Storm Shield sisters, two by seven Repentia, a Repentia Superior Hospitaler Dogmata, five eight eight Zephyrum. 2x5 Retributors and 2 Rhinos. The big addition here is the Sacrosins. And how do we think? How do we feel about that, lads? Really, I like the Sacrosins. I, I think they actually got a lot to the Sisters' mm. list. Like a little bit of un, usually durability that you wouldn't have elsewhere, right? Because they, they have Storm Shields, don't they? Well, weren't exactly they popular right. for a long time? And then Huge the Bodyguard time. stuff changed. Mm. And then yeah. they kind of <clears throat> fell back off. So what has changed to put them as an option again? No more Armor of Contempt. So the two reasons they got kept on the shelf was that they didn't benefit from Armor of Contempt, so they weren't any more durable than mm -hmm. a sister in cover. Oh, they didn't because they, they had didn't, yeah. and so the storm exactly. Yep. Armor of Contempt meant that their minus one AP maces weren't very good uh, also. And then in addition, like you just said, Paul, the loss of the bodyguard rule was just like, well, why am I... Why am I taking yep. them now? Like I can just take more oomph, more Zephyrum, more Seraphim, more Repentia, more of that stuff. And as you can see, one whole unit of, of, of Repentia that we would have seen in every other list for the last 12 months has is now gone. And that plus a lot of, a couple of other bits and pieces has been turned into two units of eight of these. Usually some, maybe he's got halberds on these. I'm not too sure, but I usually would be mace and shield, halberd and shield uh, sisters. And I think they are fan freaking tastic. Yep. Yeah, I used to see them all the time around here. Most of the Sisters players, even during the Armor and Contempt days, were still taking at least one big squad of them. Mm. I, think, I, I think they're actually great. I wouldn't be surprised that should um, something happen, should anything happen to, to Bloody Rose, or should people just hang around long enough, we may see the Valorous Heart um, Sacrosin build come back, which we saw at the start yep. of this year, for here, there, and everywhere. 30 Sacrosins, Valorous Heart, give them all the extra durability, would not be surprised. As I'm here for it. Josh is going to have a really good run, and he's uh, he's looking for, to get number one. If he can if he can finish a couple of dings higher than Solly, he could take number one in the country. Um, so that's that, I know that's one of his big goals. So this is going to be an extremely good list. Let's move on to the next one. 
This is Mr. Dean Sinbeck from Blog for the Blood God, if you know of him. He's a, a content creator from Victoria, Australia, one of my usual sparring partners. He's fourth in the South Pacific. He's playing Black Legion Chaos Space Marines. And this is what I mean about another guy who's making the min adjustments. At this early, <laughs> this, how, do you, how do you guys feel about this early into a new meta, just sticking with what brought you to the dance? I think it's the best. I think it's the best idea you can have. Like you're comfortable with it. You can and you can kind of find any gaps you have with it. Like with the first couple games you're playing, I think it's the best way to do it because you're comfortable with it. You've been playing it for so long. Make the minimum adjustments and go from there. You've been in situations with models. You either know how durable they are. Yeah, you've got exactly. you've got your in your pocket stratagems to pull out at any time. You know you you've got those reps in. I think it. Well, where there's, I mean so much on the line for the players and their in their spots and coming into the LVO and you know into the ITC season and everything else you know how much do you want to mix it up yeah exactly yeah. like the, the bottom line is like the core of the game has not changed yet it's not a new addition mm. it's just like a point point one or point two addition so yeah. they this is still going to play the same just have to change a little bit to little bit to adjust the points and uh, maybe maybe sprinkle in some new weapons or something but let me let me uh put a little bit of asterisk on that as, as long as you can still score points reliably through of course yes, anything of course. available secondaries too that you're you're comfortable taking good uh exactly good right. call out good call out so jumping into the list breakdown we've got abaddon oh, sorry he has taken elites as his compulsories now a lot of people said that uh, chaos space marines got a lot of nerfs here there and everywhere with the points and the terminators and things like that so their secondaries got better and they got a little bit more freedom in army design because they don't have to take a battalion with three three troops in it that arguably don't really do that much outside bringing a baleful tome like they don't they don't offer you that much so he's got a dark apostle master possessions and a sorcerer and terminate armor so the full complement of buffing characters in addition the term the, the the sorcerer and terminate armor has the big um like the gem the gem or the veil of darkness it, it and a unit gets picked up and redeployed and which means past his two by ten cultists he does still have 10 terminators 420 points in 10 Terminators now. Then he has two Decimator engines to pop a bunch of mortal wounds, three Hellbrutes with a Fist and Multi-Melter. 105 really? points. 105 points now for that with minus one damage with a Fist and a Multi-Melter. I think he might be onto a cheeky little thing there. Um, hey, don't, don't laugh. We saw them at the first part of, the, of last year, like for the first four or five mm. months. Like it was, it was almost a Hellbrute meta. Yeah, I actually quite some players. I quietly like the Hellbrutes because they're they're minus one damage and they're a decent toughness. So all the people who are spamming their heavy bolters, their shuriken cannons, pfft, see you later, mate. Don't worry about it. You're shooting to a Hellbrute, you're, you're damage one, wounding on a five, and they're only 105 points. I actually think they're not too bad. Um, as, I wish they could take a better weapon than just like a single multi melter that has to get within like within That's range my to only, do any uh, work. Great um, with them. Mm, but for 105 points, I actually I actually quite like yeah. the choice. Um, so yeah, that's that list. It's still got the Terminator bomb. It's got f essentially five Dreadnoughts in Decimators and Hellbrutes, and then a couple of little objective getters and stuff. But it's it's just so many points in so few things. Yeah, which gives it fits me in a, a shoebox. This is amazing. It really, really does. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got a Baden in there as well, who's another like 300, uh, 350 points now. Yeah, three hundred. You might points. need two shoeboxes. Yeah, you don't put him in. His own, yeah. Don't put him in the same yeah. shoebox. Yeah, he, he's wrapped in socks in yeah. the okay. in the backpack. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's so few models. I worry about this list on like a six objective mission, but apart from that, everything else he's done really well with just marching his stuff into the jaws of death and pulling out wins. So he'll go very far in this also. Uh, you guys got any more feedback on that list? That looks no, great. I yeah, I like it a lot. Mm. I'm, I'm actually here for the Hellbridge because, again, their points. For their points, they're great for what they're going to do. In that Sounds list. almost free. Like I did not it's know. Basically free. Yeah, points. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, three hundred and fifteen points for for how many? Like so many wounds. Is it like they're not... T eight or T seven? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. T seven, yeah, T seven, uh, yeah. really, really good. This next one, we've got the spice, and this is Chris Wright, ranked fifth in the South Pacific. He's playing Spatial Successes, Born Heroes, and Whirlwinds of Rage. This is I've heard that before. The spice. It would take me so long to unpack every level of this list. This is a Chris Wright list through and through. He's got fast attacks as his compulsory. Um, he's got a captain on bike who I know has the armor of rust and he's got a primary chappy on bike who's kitted out to bonk as in he's got the benediction of fury uh, and then he has a primary lieutenant with a power sword and storm shield because you can do that with that one five infiltrators three units of five scouts with innumerable war gear options uh, then he has one cyber wolf a unit of six and a unit of five plasma inceptors 
three units of six sky claws with innumerable war gear options and a wolf guard pack leader with a, with a, a storm shield in there to meet shield for him and then three by six long fags each one with a wolf guard terminator pack leader in there who i think is packing a cyclone as well and then he has three land speeder storms to tote around the scouts this thing has so much extra crap tacked onto it it's incredible Oh, yeah, scouts and the sp storm to the put the scouts in the storm. Points. That's that's, <laughs> he does. that's ridiculous. That's he ridiculous. does. It's 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 wild. So he's I, I believe if I remember correctly, he has a grav cannon multi melter unit of long fangs, and he has a las cannon grav and a las cannon grav for two other units. So four la three, three las cannons, one grav, and then like dude, it, this is a great list. This is a this is a lot of stuff, and everything's harder to kill than you want it to be, and everything just has like a hundred points of free shit on it. It's it's in, it's in, it's it's in, it's infuriating. <laughs> Are Skyclaws the vets for? Uh... No, no, no. That's that's Wolfguard. These guys are um, essentially assault marines, but instead of having to take flamers, they get to take melter guns. Uh, as they're their, still as blood claws, as but they're so they've got some like what are they missing a point of weapon skill? They're missing something. Missing there. a point of blister skill. Blister skill oh, for weapon okay. skill. Blister skill. skill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've each got melters and combi melters in there, and then a storm shield, thunder hammer, jump pack, Wolfguard to meet shield for them. Um, this is a really interesting spicy list. I've never seen Sky's Claws before. I'm still... <laughs> I've never dude, seen that before. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> they're insane. They're insane. The amount of free... Of, of all the units in the game that get just free stuff tacked onto them, they're one of the best for the points. I think they're 110 points, those units of six, cool. if I remember correctly. <laughs> He's going to be yeah. Googling Sky Claws. They're basically free. Yeah, they're basically right free. What the heck? I, they're basically free. Um, and they, they literally have... Like a, a Vanguard veteran strapped onto the front with a Thunderhammer Storm Shield, who has plus one to hit on the charge, exploding, double exploding sixes. It it it's in it's an incredible how much free stuff he's gotten on here. Um, and of course the 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 Wolfguard Pack Leader and Terminator armor to meet shield for the long the long fang, so they can just stand out in the open, catching fire, tanking it on the fat boy in the in the ruin behind him. Um, it's really quite good. Do you know what he, heavy weapons he's gone with on those? Yeah, they um each one has a minimum of one grav gun. One of the one of the fives is three grav, one multi melter. The other two I think are las cannons and a grav gun, um, if I remember correctly. And full full everything, you know, similar the 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 cherubs and all that stuff, of course. Ooh, the uh, last time we saw grav guns, it was like when uh, devastators were let's think that's the last time actually. Now it might have been in the space wolf list with Jaime. <laughs> Now that the only gun you pay for on Devastators is the multi-melter, and everyone is of the opinion that Space Marines are on the absolute tidal wave back into the meta, the mm -hmm. Grav Gun and the, the Grav Cannon... Sorry, they got Grav Cannons. Sorry, I said Grav Gun. They got Grav Cannons. Um, is just baller. So baller. And, but, dude, the, the sergeant in the squads with these guys has a combi melter and a power fist for the lols. Why not? Because why not? Why not? You, you're talking about the Space Marines. Space Marines used to have to invest a bunch of points into, like, fat on the list. They had to hold, sit back and hold objectives or whatever, mm -hmm. and they couldn't do. So it would very difficult to compete with all of your coolness on wherever the table dictated you needed to fight. And now you can fight with 80-90% of it. Which is yeah, way way better than fifty percent of it, and yeah. you're fighting with quality weapons. Exactly, you have multiple waves to throw at them. If, if I had to say, Space Marines are feeling more and more like what Sisters have been for the last twelve months, where you just have like Oof. six, seven, eight trading units that just have decent odds of, of getting the job done. And I think that's the route. This, especially this list, is looking like it's going. Oh, you've got three Long Fang units. Retributors. Oh, you've got plasma inceptors and Zephyrum. Oh, you've got sky claws. Oh, uh, Repentia. It just—it all seems like it's just going that way. It's really interesting. He's got a lot of forward deploy. He's got a lot of scout moves. He's got a lot of speed and and, and secondary objective play. I think this is a great freaking list by Chris. And nice. as after seeing some of these lists, that might be my pick to win it. Whoa. Okay. That's that's Whoa. bold. I don't think you've called a Space Wolf winner. Um, Adam's excited ever. about this list, man. Ever. I'm really excited about this list. I think it's genius. I think he's literally just like looked at looked at the calculator and was just like, "What is the absolute min max of extra stuff I can get?" And he's like, <laughs> "Space Wolves. It's Space Wolves." And it is is gone to the drawing board. Um, anyway, we have one more list to break down. Before... So let me break it. Let me uh, catch people up. We're going to break down this one more list, which is a Custodes list. So hold tight for a second. Uh, then we'll take a quick break. Uh, for a little bit of station identification, a word from our sponsor and parent network. Uh, and then we'll come back and do the segment. I believe we've got a Fuego Rapido. So well, do we you, know, you got you got to, after this list, still going to have a jam-packed episode. Hmm. Hold tight. What's next? 
last one, the reigning defending WT single this champion. This is what we came here to see. Come on. Up, uprising champion, WTC teams champion, Liam Hackett, possibly having the best 12 months of anyone ever. If he was going to the LVO and he like got top eight, he would have put together the best 12 months of anybody in the history of 40K, I think. I think. But if he wins this one, it's argued. It's Who are you going to say did better, really? Like, who are you going to say did better? Anyway, he is playing Solar Watch Adeptus Custodes. This is wild. He's got Elite as his compulsory. He's got Alea. He's got a Shield Captain on Dawn Eagle Jetbike. He's got Trajan Valoris as his HQs. Then he's got 3 1 1 Alaris. So one unit of wow. 3, two units of 1 Alaris. And then two units of 10 Wardens. Then he's just got a Vexillus Praetor and Terminator Armor, five Witch Seeker Sisters, and a Rhino. That is the whole damn shebang. Wow. So no Sagittarium, because we've heard them. Yeah, there, there is another list that I think has like five units of three Sagittarium. Um, but this is this is the top one of the top guys in the world. So I had to go to his list. Yeah. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. This list. Um, all that is now obsec now, thanks to the changes. For for all, if not most of the game, one of those units of ten wardens can have transhuman. You don't get rerolls. All this other stuff can be flipped around um, into a bunch of different defensive um, stratagems. And then it probably deep striking the other one. And then in addition to that being deep struck, you've got a bunch of Alara's popping down. This is a really cool list. So one of the things about Uprising, the terrain maps are set. They, they actually sent us out um, a players pack with the terrain maps. And one of the things that was noted is that it's really hard to hold the center objective and think you're going to survive. Because it's usually a really, there's a, a very distinct firing lane that's usually adjacent to the deployment zone. But if you get to it, you can, you can, punish anything on that middle objective and he's just gone like well try and kill 10 wardens that you get no rerolls against it a transhuman good freaking luck six up feel no pain four up involved you're cooked and i think that's what he's doing and i i adore it i i don't know if this list is incredible i'm willing to be convinced but it's got one of the best pilots in the world so we will see yeah scores really well i like another one it's uh easy to travel with which is good so you know <laughs> one shoe box Box, that's it. Uh, but what about the the, the solar watch here? Because that's uh, that's what is uh, the advantage of that particular faction bringing to the the models we've got here in front of us? Uh, advance and charge, I believe, is the biggest yeah. thing. I think they've got a warlord trait. Two, I think they've got an advance and charge warlord trait, if I remember correctly. I'm going to jump to it really quick for you guys. Um, so their trait, their shield host fighting style, is add one to advance and charge rolls made for unit with this trait. If this trait has the implacable vanguard ability, add seven to the move characteristic instead of six. So I think it's on if you're on the black. Yeah. Um, or you just auto advance six, seven instead of six. Um, and they're eligible to declare a charge in a turn in which they fell back. So they will go and they'll okay. try and wrap you, then fall back and get another charge. They have a one CP strat for when the when an enemy warlord is destroyed uh, until the end of the battle. Each time a combat attrition takes, the whole rest of the army gets worse leadership. Don't worry about that. It's the warlord trait where the spice comes in. Yeah. At the start of your charge phase, it's like one friendly solar watch infantry unit within six of this warlord to the end of the phase. That unit's eligible to declare a charge in a turn in which it advanced so okay plus is, one advance, I mean, that's good plus yeah. one advance and charge and advance and sorry plus one to advances and charges and you get to ch advance and charge so those solar watch bricks of 10 are actually very speedy and i wouldn't be surprised if he starts 10 in reserve 10 on the table it just moves advances one into your face putting all the buffs and debuffs on it all game until you've exhausted yourself and then the next 10 hit replace replace them and just go in and finish you oh, off it's gonna be so demoralizing yeah. <laughs> it is going to be really demoralizing. It's just going to, it's going to be rough. Uh, but see, the thing is, I, I, against armies that just have a godload of chaff, or just just garbage to throw in front of it, I wonder how if it'll struggle. I really actually wonder if it will struggle. Like, if if I, I think things like GSC, who just have innumerable waves of garbage, just put in the way, get in the way, pull them this way, pull them that way, make them turn around to come back. Because one thing about this list, you're not blocking out any deep strikes. If someone takes behind enemy lines against you, they're just going to be bombing in behind you. What are you going to do? Yeah, like it'll score well. It's just a matter of can it deny your opponent enough scoring, right? Mm. So, but yeah, I mean, exactly like right. you said, it's piloted by Liam. Like, I, I, I want to see this played. They did me it too. before. I mean, Custodes were scoring yep. points in a very similar like objective game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this. If you want to kill Space Marines, whew, Custodes do it really well, <laughs> and yeah. and also they're very immune to a lot of the Marine killing weapons. Because the issue was we all took AP three, AP four, and freaking everything into Armor of Contempt because they're the only guns that mattered. Now those guns are going away and being replaced by mid strength, mid AP, sometimes two damage weapons, and Custodes <laughs> is just like, huh? 
Yeah. What was you that? know who didn't care about armor contempt going away? Custodes. <laughs> I love it. Well, they've got AP. They've got AP one on all their guns, and it actually works now. They actually do a thing. Which well, that's is true. Nice. Their guns are better. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Anyway, who's winning this thing? List? I pick Chris. I pick Chris right to win. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You, you just no question there. What about you, boys? I like That's, a lot of this. This is tough because yeah. you, I mean you've described some really great list. Uh, we know a little bit about a lot of the players you mentioned. We've highlighted here. So w- typically, in a, if you're just joining us for the first time here, we either pick a faction or a player to win this, or to win yeah. any event we talk about. I think we can even get down to the player on this one. I think, so. I think yeah. I, I, there's there's a couple of people who could win this who aren't in this top five. There is Jeremy Martino, who's won three CanCons in the past. Three essentially the same level of this event. He's playing his sisters, which he took to WTC. We also have Simon Gojkovic, who, who's the guy who switched over to the Sam, Sam Hine full MSU Asuriani list, which is another top contender, I believe. Hmm. Are there are there any good GSC players that are? Yeah, uh, Eric Lathur. Uh, I think he's playing Custodes now. He's not. Uh, not. Eric's not. He coming. better not. He he, better he, not. he he submitted a list uh, for the event that just said ha ha ha, pretty much just trolling everybody. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, everyone was like, oh crap, Eric's actually coming. Click on the list, and it's just like ha ha fool. And so he got us. He got us pretty good. See, I actually would pick. I would pick Matt if he didn't uh, like. If Matt was because he was practicing for Elvia, which I get exactly for sure. Right. That's yeah. the only reason I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not committed. I'm picking Matt. Matt. Yeah, okay. do it. Well, you, do it. As long as Matt, somebody's picking Matt, I feel better about it. Too. If Matt's in attendance, he can meme out on whatever the hell he wants. He's still going to be a chance. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm. I'm just going to go with Liam. It's fair. We got three different yeah. now. We got myself on Chris Wright. We got Liam Hackett by Dusty, and we got Matt Marsoli by by Paul. I like this a lot. This is good. All right. Well, we can take a quick break, uh, hang out, listen to the word from Frontline Gaming, and if if it, I know they don't mention in that uh, commercial, but there's a bunch of other shows on this network as well. Check them out if you don't normally make that part of your routine. Uh, great shows, uh, great content. I know they would appreciate the thumbs up and the likes. Uh, hold tight. We'll come right back with our palate cleanser after we've just talked about all this crunchy stats, the meta, defining it, being it, beating it. Now we're going to like wipe all out of the way and probably talk very little about 40k for about 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Hold tight. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom made one at a time. Printed with high quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real world setting, there's a great looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers of Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back, and this is a segment we invite production on. Uh, We give ourselves a list of topics. uh, Two minutes to talk about each topic. Once the time is up, we don't talk about it anymore. Move on to the next topic. Never to repeat that old topic. Never, never, Except ever. for maybe, a, maybe like 10, 15 seconds afterwards if we're really getting into yeah. it, ignore the, the Fuego call. <laughs> or until it creeps its way back on to the Or that might happen we, too, yeah. And, yeah. That's it. That's true. But sometimes these have something to do with Warhammer 40,000 or other games. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, sometimes it's pop culture. Uh, sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes that. it's men at work. Uh, <laughs> men at welcome, work. Tech Free Sticky, <laughs> to the show, the disembodied voice of our production crew uh, to walk us through this segment. Yeah. Uh, you sing Africa now? I'm just going to keep going. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Ask the questions. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. We had to rush the person to do the questions. They're going to be good. What Beautiful. Australian animals 
are you most scared of? Uh, I think Komodo dragons. First. Komodo dragons. <laughs> are they are they Australian? Like these? no, they're on oh, the island of Komodo in, 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 Indonesia, in Indonesia. Oh, uh, Australian dragons. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Oh my god! Nailed it. Probably yeah. do. Yeah. We got the we have the we the bearded dragons. They're freaking hilarious. Mm. Yeah, Ooh. they frill up like a what they used for the Dilophosaurus on Jurassic Park, and then they run at you on their back legs. Jeez. Uh, it's real funny. No, it's no. real funny. It's real funny looking. <laughs> yeah, any Aussie that sees that coming kind of just laughs. Um, <laughs> Dustin, you got an answer? I do. Koalas. Fair, There's fair. something about them. They're just, they're too quiet. They're up to something. I heard Every their claws can be sharp. They, they can, can slit your throat. Like, they can literally <laughs> slit my throat, man. And they look at, the way they're looking at me, that they're planning to do it. Like, I, I know where you sleep. I will come find you. Uh, okay, what's what's right the here. real answer? What's the real answer? Uh, the real answer for me is a cassowary. What uh, the heck is a cassowary? That's hmm. what, like, what a velociraptor turned into. It's a up to that's six, a good answer. up to six foot. Like, so picture an emu, yeah. Whereas an emu is just like a fluff ball of stupidness. A cassowary <laughs> is pure violence. It's got a tal. It's got a literally. You know what? You know the velociraptor claw on, yep. on the velociraptors. It's got it's like a clever, that, clever it's dinosaur. A, it's its whole foot um, is just like six inch talons oh. and then when it when it attacks you, it like literally just jumps up and kicks you in the chest, and you will die. Oh. And there you go. And they're stupidly territorial for no reason. Like a, like like a goose, like a goose, a Canadian goose. Oh. no one knows. Yeah. No one knows they why they really, attack. They're very <laughs> violent <laughs> animals. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're jerks. But they don't have <laughs> talons on their feet. They don't have so. talons. They think they do. They run after you. So they're not that prevalent. Cassowaries live up in the top of, of Queensland, in northern Queensland. But that's the one that you should be the most scared of, because that's the one that like will just. It literally is like. You're at a pub just hanging out, and then a cassowary fly kicks through a window. You, 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 you bleed <laughs> out, and it just, ye- it just yeets off into the distance at 30 k's an hour. Um, well, now I yeah. am scared of it. I don't even know what it looks but, like. But, yeah, we need to put so, that on. Uh, two, oh. two, two honorable mentions. Never mind. Yeah. No, no. Ah, uh, I feel. I feel like we should. Uh, we'll do it after, maybe. Uh, what is the greatest thing to come from Australia? Oh, Adam Kibbelary. Hey! Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what do we do for the next? Okay, uh, since we have a minute <laughs> no, fifty, you can do a second best. No, no, it's, he can it's... give he can give his two his two uh two other shoutouts for right animals. now this year. The Australian WTC team is Aww. the greatest thing to come from Australia. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Friggin' wow, boys! Just stamping us on the that the history of our great game as the first world team champion uh, nation. Just it's hard to argue with that. Um. What else? What else? Have we, uh, some really good wine well, do, comes do, from Australia. Do, sh- right. do your oh. shout out for the two other scary animals. The bl- yeah. so the um the blue bottle uh, jellyfish literally looks like a plastic bag, like floating, a floating plastic bag. And if it, if it touches you, you stop breathing, and therefore because you're in water, if you come in contact with this plastic bag, you drown. Oh. Um, and so <laughs> that oh. one honorable mention because it's literally you're just getting killed by a sent a barely sentient plastic bag has just ended your life. How bad do you feel? Really? Um, <laughs> and the second one's kangaroos um, for two reasons. Firstly, they're dumb as hell and just for some reason just love hanging out on our major highways. So you hit you hit like a a, a freaking up to hundred kilogram, which would be I think I think that's like a hundred and. Is that 150 pound? That's know. a big kangaroo. That's, Holy that's yeah, kangaroo. yeah, yeah. Like a, a, a six like foot kangaroo. Kangaroos. Yeah. Um, how heavy does a kangaroo get? Um, uh, you hit one of those going 110, 120. Uh, so we have a red kangaroo, 46, 66 kilos. Yeah, 66 kilos is the is the big males. So 100 kilos was way off. It feels like 100. They're pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty. <laughs> well, when, you're going, when you're going 100 miles an hour, yeah. <laughs> so it'll it'll feel like 200 kilos at that point. They will fight. They will fight you. They're not like a sheep. You, you look at them. It's like oh, it's like a sheep. It just hangs out and eats grass all day. They will fight you if you go near them. And then if you hit them at 110 on a on a freeway, your car's dead and you might be too. <laughs> Who wants to go visit Australia now? I'm not oh, going swimming God. in Australia. I can tell you that much. I'm not driving there either. Well. Just gonna have to hang I, out of Adam's place. Okay. This you think is, you guys? Do you one. guys think that, you guys think I wear a hat just because just because of some aesthetic choice? No. Nah. It's the first defense against the drop bears. Okay. How how does one defend themselves? You you you, bear, you broke the lead. How does one defend themselves from drop oh! bears? Dustin, oh. what, what, give us some insights. What what? What? How am I supposed to know? 
So <laughs> I, need some, I need some clues from you about what a drop okay. bear is, Dustin. So I need Sorry. you to fumble through this. What is, what is a drop bear? <laughs> so when you see a koala, like if you if you get a koala and just it's no longer a herbivore, it's now a carnivore, and it likes to to drop on people's heads, and it, it can't. It, it, it can't quite kill you, but it messes you up real good. And it just kind of drops <laughs> on your head right. so and, and has a crack. The scariest animal in Australia. Yeah. This is like the koala uh, after you've fed it after midnight. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. dude, it's... perfect, perfect analogy. Yeah. They're oh, a bit, okay. They're a little got, bit got like, because they're a carnivore, they're a little bit more jacked than a koala uh, and, and made of pure hate. <laughs> Are they actually called drop bears? Is that a nickname for them? Yeah, actually called drop bears. Because they literally mean? drop onto your head. They drop onto your head yeah oh, no, so that's oh. what they're like their full name like they have yeah. like some kind of uh genus and species and that's it's and then drop bears. i could just imagine <laughs> the australian going what is, what is that name it's a drop bear I'm just running away oh why yeah. i guess you get to wear uh, like a spiked helmet yeah. or something like, oh. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Google has said, what is the difference between a koala, a koala and a drop bear? Well, dro koalas are typically docile herbivores and are not bears. Drop bears are described as unusually large and vicious marsupials that inhabit treetops and attack unsuspecting, pe unsuspecting people or prey that walk beneath them, uh, dropping onto their heads from above. Okay, so we're not walking in the forest there either, right? What? Yeah, you can't really go anywhere in Australia. Yeah, where are we going Gotta in Australia? Gotta have a hat. Gotta have a hat. I've seen, I've seen a lot a of hat Aussies. A hat is going to protect you from a drop bear? You think well, a hat so, is going to so, so sometimes they'll grab the hat instead of your head and they'll try and grab it in the top of your head and then they'll just the hat will come off and the drop bear will come off and then you can try and punt it or leg it <laughs> oh you punt it 100 right if, it, oh, if dude, it's attacking I, you it's got to know that oh, it's kind of coming i drop i drop the people's i drop the people's elbow on it at times okay. um, so you've encountered a drop bear humane society uh, everyone in australia pretty much has, has so had a run-in with a drop bear it, it just it's a, it has to be a punt bear at that point like if it it's comes punt, down, yeah, yeah. are they accurate or do they just sometimes drop on the ground they're pretty dumb they're pretty dumb. Like they, they, they're not. They're like a koala, just 0. 0.50. Koala is dumb as hell. Absolutely dumb as dumb as crap. So think of it as about the intelligence of a toddler, but vicious. So actually, just a regular toddler, <laughs> but has the but has the ability to hurt you. Okay, uh, fuego a million times a million years ago. Uh, <laughs> if a Europe, uh, the European man is six months ahead of the United States, how far ahead is Australia? Uh, listen to this. There's a lot of assumptions being made in this. Yeah, this uh... is, there's a lot of assumptions here. Huh? I'll let you boys answer this one. I'm the only one from the U.S. on the show. <laughs> so... It's true. It's true. It's true. But I'll, so I'll be offended for the rest of the rest of the nation. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, how far ahead is the Canadian meta from the United States? Uh, we are not ahead of them. We kind of go a different direction than them. Yeah. Like they go, they go south. We go west. That's that's how the, the Canadian and American meta goes. That's why you're going to see very different lists from the Canadians coming down to LVO, which is actually great. I love it, too. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. <laughs> I was having a conversation with some folks earlier today about what you know about what meta really is. Meta uh, can be defined by your even your local game store. Like mm -hmm. you have to play to whatever that meta is. And the conversation was around like when you are traveling, uh, how much do you consider that you know where you're going? Or whatever, do you fall back to what your your fundamentals are, and and how do you maybe separate yourself from what is good in just your area? Mm -hmm. I know it's not answering yeah. the question, but no, no but it's a good. It's a, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Australia. I, I think that our WTC performance has denoted Australia as one of the top forty uh, k countries in the world. I don't think we're ahead. I think we're upside down, back to front, and at times what we do is better than everybody else. Um, because we have such right a there. weird, we have such a weird meta in Australia. So many faction specialists, so spread out. Um, we don't can't tend to follow anyone else's. Well, you're and too so, worried about drop bears dropping on your head in the middle of a freaking. A lot of concerns in Australia. Yeah, a lot of concerns. Kangaroo come in, start kicking your models around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to. I, I do want to say if I have to give an answer, we'll go. We'll go seven months because then we're one, one month ahead of Europe and we can oh, stick it to them. Seven months, pretty soon. Fuego. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's chasing everybody. Uh, uh, how are you? Uh, how are you spending your list? Your last week before LVO twenty twenty three. Talking about Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, getting as many brownie points uh, saved yeah. up with the wife. That's good. The pregnant wife that's yeah. still letting me oh, go to. Jesus. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, I'm uh, finishing my army for uprising, getting my house cleaned for having family over to say my goodbyes because I'm off for three months. As of tomorrow, I'm jumping on a plane to, to, to go to Adelaide for uprising. And then I get back and I'm here for 12 hours before I jump on a plane to the States. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> getting, a, getting a lot done. I've had a very, very, very busy last couple of days. Uh, I can answer since I'm part of the. Uh, I've, I've currently done 12 videos that will be running uh after the round which is all interview stuff i have five more to do i've done stingers and videos and overlays so that's kind of how i'm spending my time a lot of work Fantastic. going into this and yeah. i think it's gonna pay mm -hmm. off people need to tune in and see what happens see the games too but also yeah. see uh, the coverage of the games yeah absolutely yeah dude there's this is going to be a, an amazing show. The amount of effort that's being put in, the amount of people that are helping out with it, it's going to be so good. You guys have to watch that. You have yeah. to watch it. Put up, put up the X's, X's put in up chat. The X's, there we go. All the X's in chat. <laughs> instead, instead of F's in chat during the stream, it's going to be X's, X's in chat. Yes. 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 Someone yes. fails a three-inch charge. X's in chat. Kicker would hate <laughs> that officially. Kicker is like, I don't get the whole X thing, and I was like, it's, it's uh, a Roman numeral. I don't. Know. It's number ten. Well, yeah. What's not to get anyway? Yeah, well. <laughs> there we go. And that's it, boys. Hey, uh, I cannot wait to see all y'all in person. We will. Yeah, we actually get to see each other in person. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't met either of you guys in person yet. Dude, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of that, actually. Good. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of It's people. no different. I'm, I'm I mean, kidding. yeah, just, just, this is the part that matters. You're right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's right. We are just covering one event. Typically, we cover three events. We'll get back on track with that kind of stuff. Uh, after the LVO, after the ITC season ends, we get to talk about the champions. Well, maybe some show will talk about the champions. And we'll be talking about how you can be the next champion, which you have to fight through and battle through. Up season is going to be awesome. Same thing we do every each and every week. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Uh, put some five star reviews up there. That is a great way to kind of trick the algorithms into like you know having other people come hang out with us and watch us and listen and stuff. Until Absolutely then, right. Until right. then, we should point out that it, the next week's show might actually be live at LVO. Yeah, I hope we do that. Maybe I, I will. I will. Yeah. Do Maybe. That. Maybe. Maybe. Cross your yeah. fingers. Look, even if we have to stream from our phones. We'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Three phones in Paul's room. Just giving you the... <laughs> yeah, that's it. We'll be doing it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you all real soon. See you guys. See you guys. See you in Vegas.